John Zanzarella and rummaging around Chris in the Desi's room here too. is Chris Desi. <laughs> and uh, we are coming live from Silverback Social Headquarters, recording both on our podcast and on Periscope. Hello to our Periscope audience. And, um, you know, we have a, a jam-packed show today, but we're going to start with <laughs> uh, intro. with yeah, talking. Yeah, it's good, right? That's a little old <laughs> radio uh, intro going on over there. But we're going to start talking about, you know, we've talked about 11 episodes on personal branding. And what we really want to cover is why we're talking about personal branding and why it's important and why you should be paying attention to it. Um, so I want to go back and circle back to an article I read in the New Yorker. Uh, some of you may have seen it. It was about Reed Hoffman, um, founder of LinkedIn. But let me just give you, I'm going to set kind of the, um, the baseline for what we're going to talk about. And what Reed talks about is the shift that started happening really in the 1970s. Um, the social order started falling apart and economic life became uncertain. See, after World War II, a lot of individuals aspired for a life where you worked for a big company, you had health care, you had a pension, and you had job security. And that was, at that point, sort of the American dream. And in the 1970s, the first shift started happening where companies started focusing more on Wall Street than Main Street. And profits started taking reign over people. Mm-hmm. And job security started becoming more and more non-existent to the point where we are today where it's, it's almost completely non-existent. Yep. No one really feels secure in any job that they don't own the business. Um, and that continued to go on where profit margins kept rising and the middle class started becoming less and less of um, you know, a social norm. And now you see such a big gap between the haves and the have-nots. But with that transition, as technology started you know, in the early 2000s becoming much more advanced, opportunity struck. Yep. And that's where he talks about personal branding. He thinks we could fix the problem. Uh, work is already, and this I'm quoting him in the article, work is already becoming more temporary, sporadic, and informal. And this change should be embraced. Many more people will become entrepreneurial, if not entrepreneurs. The keeper of your career, career will not be your employer but your personal network. So you'd better put a lot of effort into making it as extensive and as vital as possible. And he goes on in the next paragraph to talk a little bit about um, people assembling their economic lives through elements provided by online marketplace. So you think, you know, a little Uber driving here, a little task rabbiting here, maybe some blogging for pay over here, and that at the end of the day is going to be someone's career where they're at least controlling their own destiny. Yep. So that's what we want to talk about. And Chris, I want you to jump in. Um, what does that all mean to you? How does that strike you? I, I mean... I think it's exciting. I think it scares the heck out of a lot of people, the fact that the sort of security of the American dream uh, of working for a company for 25 years and then retiring with the gold watch and the huge pension uh, is gone. It will never be the same. It will never, ever come back again. Um, But I think it's thrilling for people that are willing to put in the work. And when John and I were discussing what we were going to talk about for today's podcast, we were, you know, Really, there's so much to talk about. John and I will just kind of be like, hey, what do you want to talk about? And real quickly, we'll bounce ideas off each other. John had sent this Reed Hoffman article to me, and we were discussing it. And I said, well, why don't we like downshift a little instead of talking about some of the tactical stuff that both John and I use to build our personal brands? Maybe we talk about 
why this is important. And, you know, we were wrestling. We we're like, oh, we're going to talk about the cost of investing in yourself. And we'll address that more specifically maybe today, but maybe in some other sure. podcasts. But this is more to the casual listener, right? So a lot of people ingest podcasts in different ways. Some people are listening to their iPods while they're working out. Um, some of them while they're, you know, driving around and they're having, uh, they're, they're dealing with their daily commute. And I'm, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to everybody that's listening to this right now. Just so that you understand why John and I have even created the Remarkable You podcast. And it's so that you can have a better life. And I know that sounds like a ridiculous, over-the-top platitude, but it truly is, in our heart of hearts, our goal for this. Um, The creation of the Remarkable You book was born from inquiries about my personal journey, the product that we created, the Remarkable You product, was born from inquiries after people would see me come on stage and speak about certain things that I'm interested in. And I've said, oh, that might be of interest to people. But for you that, that's listening to this, this is not to get like all Tony Robbins-y on people and get all uh, self-help guru-ish, but there really is no better time in the history of the world for you to claim your own personal brand identity and to articulate what it is that you're good at to the world and then afford yourself the moment in time to have opportunities come to you and land in your lap and to not be consistently seeking opportunities and not to be pandering for opportunities. And whether those opportunities be via a headhunter whether that be uh, you know sending out resumes for a different job, whether that be closing sales, whether that be satisfying a boss um, and or any sort of perceived or real hierarchical structure that you are a part of, it is the opportunity to truly do what you love. And I, I hesitate when I say the do what you love thing because and I talk about it in the book where it's kind of like sometimes people are like, well, you know, I, dude, I really love like going to the lake and smoking a bowl at two o'clock in the afternoon, and that's me, man. That's that's my passion. I'm pat. No, I'll start okay. a podcast. About yeah, it. start a podcast. <laughs> and listen, people would listen, right? They'd be like, oh, how do you hydroponics? Well, that's where you grow your weed. What lake do you go to? That's super cool. But when the the misconception is sometimes when people say, I want to define what I love and just do what I love. That's great, but you need to do hard work and put in the hours and the sweat equity to figure out what it is that you love that you can monetize. And that's the sort of added portion of that as well. We're not telling you to quit your job tomorrow. We're not telling you that your job is bad. What we are pointing to are economic indicators that have told us in our careers, in everything that we do, whether it be through the Westchester Digital Summit, a globally recognized event, whether it be through the agency Silverback, whether it be through the books that I'm writing or the times that I'm speaking on stage or when John is invited to speak to college students, high school students, and young executives, every corner that we have access to articulates and defines a shift. And this shift is major. This is not us saying, uh, oh, this is just a minor tilt in the economy for you to take advantage of. This is a cultural phenomenon. The ability for individuals to make money in their boxers from their basement based on what they love doing for two to five hours a day is there. It's up to you to figure out how to create the structure, the the foundation for you to leverage what you're good at and what you're interested in to potentially monetize that. So I'm going to hop off my soapbox. That's just really 
what I want people to get from the podcast and what I want people to be inspired to do. So the Remarkable You product has some tactical things that John and I use. We're working on a Remarkable You product for students. We're going to do one for salespeople. We're going to do um, media training. We're going to talk about how to how to publish your own ebook. All sorts of fun stuff in the pipeline for us. But none of these tactical things matter unless you truly understand, embrace, and get the fact that it's all out there for you. That any opportunity that you want, it's up to you to go and get, and it and it just amounts to you creating it. I was just before we turned on the record button for this, I turned to John, I poop you not, and I said, I think the past four weeks of my career, I've worked the hardest I've ever worked and put out the most work I've ever worked. I'm 40 years old. I don't have to put out the most work I've ever done in my entire career in the past four weeks. I could just pop it into cruise control, close deals for Silverback, and hire people to do the shit for me. The reason why I'm working the hardest I've ever done is because I have got a fire in my belly about communicating to you guys about how to become remarkable and how to find the remarkable pieces to your puzzle and to share that with the world. Everybody that's listening to this is remarkable in their own way. Everybody that's listening to this has something unique to offer to the world. Everybody that's listening to this has something that people will pay for. Ding, 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 ding. And hopefully, if you pay attention to these podcasts, the Remarkable You book, Remarkable You product, even if it's not us, just pay attention to the idea of building your personal brand. I don't care. Go out there, claim it, identify it, and do it. Deep I think breath. I just, I think yeah, I just went into that a, was, like that was a, good. Like you were in a, a zone. A, a coma. I you were know, in a happens. zone there. You just snapped out of it. It was like a <laughs> hypnotist. Um, <laughs> you get plugged into the matrix. I don't know, like, but it's boom. interesting because you know people see others doing what you're talking about, creating their own personal brand, creating businesses from their home where they're able to create a really good second or third income for their family. And I always notice that they take one of two paths. One, oh, you know, they did that, but I could never do it. Or number two, you know, that's easy. I don't have to do it. I don't want to do it. That sort of thing. And that's fine. What concerns me are this middle ground. And I, I, um, I follow, um, business owner by the name of Andy Frisella. He runs a supplement company. He warned us of more than ever today, we see these quote unquote success zombies. And I thought about that when you mentioned Tony Robbins. More than ever, we're seeing guys like Tony Robbins and we're reading books and Chris and I are big advocates of self-improvement and following the lead of someone who's already done what you want to do before. And that's great. But at the end of the day, you can post the most inspirational posts on Instagram. You can, you know, talk to others and always be positive. That's great. If you're not taking action to move your personal brand forward, if you don't have the fire in your belly that Chris talked about that allows you to go and spend four weeks really developing an incredible product to go out there and help others, um, then, you know, not much can come from this. You'll be positive and you'll be happy and you'll have your own personal brand, which is great. It might help you get some future opportunities. But we're talking specifically now about generating revenue through your personal brand. And that takes some work and it should, right? If we're talking about making, you know, fifty, a hundred thousand dollars through your personal brand behind your desk at home. Yeah, that's more than the average person makes full-time working 40 also, hours a week. And it's also – and the, the other thing too, and it's interesting that you're talking about – and this isn't us bashing anybody. Um, this is just seeing some things that bubble up is the fact that people want it immediately. I am the worst offender. <laughs> I, if I get onto something, I want the book, the course – the knowledge transmitted via osmosis into my brain and then generating revenue for me uh, immediately. Uh, I'm getting a little bit better about slowing things down and trying to figure it out the appropriate way. But 
we tend to want things immediately and there is no such thing as an overnight success. I gosh, I always fall into this. It's always a Gary Vaynerchuk thing. Gary just posted something about there not there being no such thing as an overnight success. So I appreciate that Gary. It's sort of uh in my uh in my psyche right now. But it's true. I mean, there's no other <laughs> stronger truism with entrepreneurial endeavors where people think that it's just so easy. And you know, I strongly encourage everybody go to my blog christessie.com and search for what no one tells you about being an entrepreneur. I mean, I've gotten knocked on my ass every day of the week and twice on Sunday. It's about how you get up and how you keep performing and how about how you keep trying to define your own passion. When things are going well, John will be the first to tell you, I am at my most panicked when things are going well. What's going wrong? How can we make it better? How can we fix it? And that also leads to what I originally wanted to say in this other second diatribe that I'm smashing down everybody's <laughs> face right now, and I apologize for that. Just into their uh, ears. It, it's the, it's the, yeah, just their ears, not their complete face. Well, those of you that are watching <laughs> on, uh, on Periscope, I apologize, is the idea that you want to seek out individuals that are more intelligent than you, that have done this before, and that, are, um, that will raise you up. That will raise you up. And again, not to be like uh, too woo-woo about this, but we had a meeting with a really inspiring guy yesterday, uh, Dr. Rob, who's now a client of ours. Uh, he is a chiropractor, um, but much more than that. This guy is all about nutrition. It's about lifestyle. It's about how you take care of your body. It's about how you um, execute that lifestyle. It's about how you get it, you know, your posture and different the ways in which posture affects you and the way you feel and the way you look and the way you interact with people. And this guy is speaking probably four or five times a month on the road and getting paid paid to speak. Yesterday in our meeting, I mentioned to him a speaking agent that I use, Joanna, and he was like, I want to meet her. I definitely want to work with her. That's a guy that is seeking out opportunities 100% of the time. And this is something, you know, everybody that's listening might not be at that point, but if you're curious about building your personal brand, you first right step, you're listening to this podcast. But the second right, right step may be, okay, gee, they mentioned that guy, Reed Hoffman. Let me learn more about him. They mentioned that guy, Gary Vaynerchuk. Let me learn more about him. Oh, Dr. Rob, let me, let me Google Dr. Rob and see if I can learn more about him. Is Always putting yourself in front of the right people and the right material and learning. John is amazing at, at that. John is always sending articles to me, always seeking out new stuff. I kind of get into this comfort zone where I start listening to a podcast or an audio book and I just keep re-listening to it and re-listening to it. But always expose yourself to different thought leaders outside of your wheelhouse that will continue to challenge you and continue to get you more excited about building your personal brand and learning as much as you possibly can and learning as much as you can get your hands on. And I'll stop again. I gotta stop at the diatribes. No, I think I the diatribes are good. Stuff. It's and you know that's what you can tell. And one way to tell if the person you're talking to and you're networking with is the right person is when you hear them talk about their business. You know, when we heard Dr. Rob speak yesterday, and you guys hear Chris, and he calls it a diatribe, but it's really just him being passionate about what he does. If that passion is there. That's the kind of people you want to be around. You want to be around people who aren't just going through the motions. And, you know, a lot of society, especially now, again, and I go back to the economic situation, people who are getting knocked on their rears, jobs being cut, uh, getting laid off later in life, these are a lot of times individuals who got too comfortable. And I know because I was in that situation. When I worked at a school, I worked for the same company for five years, and I got very comfortable. It was easy for me to, you know, wake up. Up, get in, have a cup of coffee, talk a little bit, then sit down at my desk and answer Dude, emails. I, and listen, excuse me. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm kind no, of no, no. I, I mean, it's not. I had a breakfast meeting last week with somebody, a former colleague of mine, whom I love and respect. I will not name his name. He got laid off recently. Super smart guy. 
did not get laid off because of insubordination or underperformance, got laid off because the company was going through cutbacks. And there's this disease, right? There's this disease of perceived comfort that we have with a quote unquote corporate American job. And I want to like shake people by the shoulders. And this gentleman who's in his mid forties, he's married with no children was telling me, Oh, you know, I just, I want to get this job and I want to be here. And I want to like kind of had this loose idea of where he wanted to be. And I said, dude, like if you have a little cash in the bank, why don't you start your own thing? Well, you know, I'm eventually going to start doing this, that, the other thing, but And he kept saying, eventually, 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 until I stopped him. And I said, listen, man, I'm only 40 years old. I know I got a lot of good years ahead of me, but eventually never fucking comes. Mm. I'll say it again. I won't. I'll drop out the F. I apologize for cursing. (laughs) But eventually never comes. If you're sitting there and you're saying, I'm in between jobs, I'm going to get another big corporate gig, and then I'm going to work on the project on on the side, because, and eventually I'll get to it, eventually never comes. Now, yesterday, two weeks ago is the best time for you to start doing whatever it is. Two weeks ago is the best time for you to start building your personal brand. Two weeks ago is the best time for you to start conceiving and building the business plan for your new business idea. Two weeks ago is the best time for you to go out and network and to ask the stupid questions that you've been terrified to ask your entire life. Two weeks ago is the time to get started. And it shocks me that a dude in that position where he can be home and be introspective and investigate fun things. I mean, this guy used to be into, into music. I'm like, dude, what about starting a blog about music? And because, oh yeah, I used to do that. I used to, and eventually I'll get back. No, no, you can drop dead tomorrow. You can drop dead tomorrow. You can get hit by a bus tomorrow. And I know it sounds like such ridiculous, uh, like motivational, silliness, but it is so true. My father passed away in February and I still wake up every morning aching for that man to be in my life. And that dude lived every second of his life to the fullest because he knew that he could be gone tomorrow. And if he would trade anything to have the air that you're breathing or to have the ears that you're listening to this podcast right now. And there are a lot of people that are getting their lives cut short for different reasons, whether it be cancer, whether they're, you know, whatever illness it is or whatever situation they're in. And they would give anything to be in our situation, people that aren't in the United States that don't have the opportunities that we have, people that are living in third world nations that don't have access to the technology to have access to a podcast like this. Do you realize how lucky we are? So embrace that and do something with it. You have a responsibility to do something with it. I agree wholeheartedly. I think that's why we get along is because I come from that same mindset Mm -hmm. that you have. But just to bring everything full circle, and we don't want to be doom and gloom, but If you have a job, you're not in control of your own destiny. Someone else, you are working for someone else, you're helping someone else build their own dream, and that's fine because, look, we we all have jobs, but what are you doing on top of that? What are you doing to protect yourself and your family and your financial future? Because, like Chris mentioned, you know, nothing is guaranteed. People say all the time, well, you know, you're, you're focused too much on money. Well, look, money's not the most important thing in the world. I'll be the first to say that, but... I think health is more important, and I think money helps a lot with that. Well, I was gonna say money is really important. Absolutely, I don't, and this is the one thing too. I think people hedge about saying money is important. Money is really important. Money, money. Mm-hmm. When money is flowing, and you can save money, and you can do certain things with money, um, it, money equals freedom. Yeah, and money equals freedom. And like I'm working through this as well. This is not me talking from the top of a mountain, shaking my finger at everybody. We're figuring it out. Like, we're both figuring it out as we go also, but it's really just, you know, the four, past four weeks and the amount of work that I've been doing, it's been pure joy doing the amount of work that I'm doing. Like, it's been an absolute blast, and I just hope that everybody that's listening 
finds that for themselves. And that's really what John and I sort of hope and pray and dream for the Remarkable You podcast and the whole Remarkable You movement is to afford everybody that's listening these tools so that their voices can be heard as well and that they can find their own passion and live their best life, right? That's pretty Oprah-ish, but it's true. Like live their best life, put their best foot forward into this world and not ever look back and say, gee, I wish I had done that differently or I wish I had set an example for my children in a different way way, shape, or form. I mean, think about the, think about doing, by, by creating a, a, an interesting business or a successful business, think about what that does for your children or for your legacy. Think about what that example is for your children. When I go and I do television appearances, I bring my daughter with me. I have two daughters, but I brought my daughter the last time for right around her birthday into the green room. She sees her dad on television. What's that telling her? That's, that's telling her that she could do anything. That she could do anything that she puts her mind to. So it's not just your dad saying it, saying it, you know, in some sort of platitude. Oh, you could do anything you put your mind to. Now all of a sudden, you're just like, there's proof. Yeah, look, dad's got his ugly mug on TV. If I could do that, you could do that. We came from the same place. We came from the same bloodline. How powerful is that? All of a sudden, you create a podcast, and then three weeks later, you turn to your teenage son or daughter and say, "Well, you could do it too. I did it." I downloaded the, the the white paper that John Zanzarella created with a step-by-step guide on how to create a podcast. took me five hours, but I did it. I have my own podcast. If you guys want that, go to johnzanzarella.com and ping John and sign up for his newsletter and get that white paper and do it yourself and, and show people around you that you're doing something, that you're moving forward. I'm kind of rambling today, but, man, I'm fired it's up. It's good stuff. I'm and, fired up. <laughs> and, you know, people need to hear that because, you know what? People's bosses aren't telling them this stuff. No, no. People's bosses aren't getting them fired up. Sometimes no. they need to hear it from elsewhere. And at the end of the day, what we know is that everyone who's listening to this podcast has this the capabilities, has the ability, has the talent to do what we've done, what we're trying to do, but create an income based on your own personal brand. You know, that's why we're here today. That's what we're here to tell you guys that, yes, you can do it. Yes, we can help you. Um, you're taking a good step by listening to this podcast. And yes, it's not going to be easy. There are going to be bumps along the way, but that's when you need a little bit of the Oprah. And that's when you need a little bit of the Tony Robbins and the stuff that keeps you uh, going along the way. So we're going to come back tomorrow and we will talk about um, the importance of investing in your personal brand and how you can spend money wisely. Because again, if you're going to treat it like a business, look, there's no, you know, Chris brought up something earlier that um, when he was talking about the gentleman he used to work with, you know, I have friends all the time that say, yeah, man, I want to do what you do. I want to, you know, create my own personal brand, make money. I'm going to try that out. And it's like, no, man, you can't try it out. You're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. Eventually, it's never going to come. You can't try it out. So these are the sorts of things, the mindset that you need to have going forward. But if you do, if you flip that switch, it's going to happen and we'll help. So any questions, concerns, if you want to tell us to shorten our diatribes, you can reach us <laughs> on Twitter at Chris Desi, at John Zanzarella. You can email us. Our emails are always in the description of this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And make sure you subscribe to Chris's blog and newsletter. You get a lot of info on the Remarkable You product, the movement, the book, and all the good stuff that's coming out along with that. Anything else, Chris? I think we're good, man. We're good. Have a great day. Later.